you've got questions and I've got answers, welcome to the Animated Question Podcast. I'm your host, Tierra Little, and today's question is, what are the differences and similarities between feature and TV animation? Stay tuned to find out, the answers are on the way. Welcome back to the Animated Question. I'm Tierra, and this is episode three. In today's episode, we're talking about a question I get asked often when I'm out doing portfolio reviews or talking with people wanting to learn more about animation. And I think this is a good question to go over today because I've noticed that there are a lot of people who feel like these two parts of the industry are the same, when actually they have very distinct differences in how the projects are made and what their production pipelines look like from both the creative and management side. So let's move ahead to our question breakdown so that we can really dive in and learn more about this topic. Today's question breaks down into three parts. Number one, what is feature in TV animation? Number two, what are the main differences? And number three, what are their similarities? Once we answer those questions, then we should be pretty clear on what we need to know about these two parts of the industry. Also, this topic is pretty dense, so I'm going to split up the episode into two parts. In part one, we'll cover what is feature in TV animation and what the main differences are. And then in part two, we'll go over the similarities, wrapping it all together for the final recap. First, let's start off with what is feature in TV animation? This is going to seem obvious to some, but like I said in our previous episodes, I don't wanna assume that everyone tuning in already knows everything about animation. So hang in there for a second if you already know the answer to this. For anyone else who's curious, Feature animation is an animated feature-length project that can be done in 2D, 3D, or stop-motion. Now, depending on who you talk to, the minimum requirement for what counts as a feature-length film varies depending on the group who's setting the standard. So for instance, the Academy counts any project that's 40 minutes or longer as a feature, while others claim 80 or 90 minutes as the minimum amount of time for a project to be considered a feature-length film. For TV animation, the animated project is broken up into seasons and episodes that are more short form in length. So some shows can be 22 minutes or 11 minutes, which is a common standard. And in some cases, it can be even shorter than that, like eight minutes, five minutes, one minute, even 30 seconds if you're looking for that quick burst of content. They also can be a full season of up to 50 episodes, more or less, or they can be a mini or limited series, which can only run for 12 episodes, give or take. Typically, most features follow one main storyline of the protagonist with different subplots that all revolve around the main story that help to move the story forward. So it's usually told in a pretty linear fashion. There are some films that take a more conceptual approach and won't tell the story in a sequential order, which is going straight from the beginning to the end, but instead they'll jump around in time until finally the story is pieced together or it all comes together at the climax and moves forward in a linear fashion again. In TV, episodes can either be episodic or sequential. Sequential meaning, again, it's following a linear format where we need to know what happened before in order to follow what comes next. In episodic format, you don't need context from what happened before in order to know what's going on. And the purpose of that is so anyone can turn on the show and jump right in without needing much backstory or context into the world. So that's the baseline for these two areas of animation. Next, we'll talk about their main differences. One of the biggest differences between the two is the amount of resources both areas have to create the projects. 
In feature, you can expect a much higher budget to get the project done. So to make a feature film, that can come to a rough estimate of about 50 to $100 million, in some cases more to create a feature film. And in animation, you typically charge by the second. So for example, one second of animation in the feature world could cost $20,000. And for a 102 minute film, that would come to about $122 million, which is an enormous number and definitely the extreme end of the spectrum. But if you look at it in terms of the cost per minute, we can roughly estimate that the average cost will be in a range of $420,000 to $1.8 million for one minute of animation. Now, all of them don't cost this much to fund, but for more of the powerhouse studios, they'll be able to fund bigger projects like this because they also anticipate that they'll make a lot of money back on the return once it releases. In TV animation, the budget varies from a rough estimate of $500,000 to $5 million and up, and the rough estimate range of the costs per minute is around two to $10,000. Now, I'm using the phrase rough estimate because there are other factors that contribute to what the final cost will actually be. One of them being the vendor or outsource studio they're using. Each studio is going to have their own rates and costs, so it's hard to pin down one actual number for what those final costs are. But for feature and TV, these are just some rough estimates of what the cost could potentially be. Another point I want to talk about related to resources is the people. And Feature tends to have bigger in-house teams for their projects. And anyone who has sat through the credits of an animated film can see, it takes a lot of people and departments to get done. You can have as many as 150 people on the team, or it could be more or less, depending on the size of the studio making the film. And this doesn't just include the actual animators working on the film, but also the production staff, music, editing, etc. In TV, the teams are going to be much smaller because of a more limited budget. So a TV crew can range from as little as 25 people to 50 people or more or less. On some TV shows, they might outsource a majority of their pre-production designs in addition to animation. So the crews could be even smaller in that case and mostly be made of just the production staff. The next major difference we should talk about is timeline. A feature can take anywhere from two to five years to complete and the amount of resources they have available allows for that longer timeline to happen. In TV, the life cycle of one episode is estimated around nine months to complete, but when you're working in TV, you're also working on multiple episodes simultaneously. So ultimately, it can take up to a year to two years to complete a full season of a show. Again, these timelines will vary depending on the show order, which is the requests for how many episodes or seasons the network slash studio requests from the showrunner or creator. If we're looking at retention rates, which is how long people stay employed, then that rate will most likely be higher in feature than it is for TV. Since the feature projects take up more time to finish, by the time one feature film is completed, that could be the equivalent of working on at least two to three different shows, if not more, in the TV world. TV animation is very dependent on season pickups, and those can be pretty unpredictable in terms of when you'll know if your show is getting another season or not. Some productions find out before they even start working on anything, and others won't know until they're already halfway through or done with the current season. Because of this unpredictability, people tend to move on to other projects or are let go from the studio because their end date has arrived and there's no other projects for them to move on to. 
This has happened to me a few times in my career, and it can be a bit scary not knowing what or when your next job will come. But in times like that, staying persistent and relevant is important. And by relevant, I mean keeping up with your previous contacts, recruiters, and relations so that if another job opens up, they know to contact you for work. In some cases, when a show knows they'll be getting another season, but production won't start on that new season until a few weeks or months after the current season has ended, then they'll put the artist on hiatus, which is an unpaid break. These can be very short, like one week, or they can be long, like four to six months. When this happens, artists will either look for new work, they'll freelance, or they'll take the time to travel and work on their personal projects. Usually the production staff doesn't get a hiatus, so they'll keep working in the interim until the artists have returned for the new season. The last major difference is process. Like I said earlier, TV works in episodes and feature works in something called sequences. Now, sequences can be a bit hard to define because depending on who you're talking to, a sequence can have many different meanings. To some, it's a collection of multiple scenes grouped together, so they might be together because they happen in the same location or some other factor that makes them related. From how I've heard it explained to me in a feature sense, Sequences tend to be more tied to story beats or shot complexity, so a very pivotal moment in the story, for instance, of the character discovering something, or an insane mountain avalanche that is going to require a lot of work in problem solving to figure out how to get done in animation or in post. That can be an example of a sequence and feature. If you're someone who's listening in and works in feature and you feel like you have a better explanation of what a sequence is, please let me know because I'm curious about how other people interpret it and would love to share what I find with everyone else. But moving along, if you're looking at the scheduling aspect of these two areas, it's not uncommon for TV and some feature animation projects to work off of a waterfall schedule, also known as a Gantt chart. It's basically a breakdown of the production process that shows how when one phase ends, Another phase starts up right afterward because it was dependent on that previous phase's completion. So an example of this is you can't move forward in design without having your storyboards done. So in order for design to start, it's dependent on the final storyboards being completed and delivered. When you put all of these phases and their dependencies onto a spreadsheet, for each subsequent episode, it will start to create this waterfall image, which is where the schedule gets its name from. Another difference in the process is that feature is script-driven, while TV can be script or board-driven. Script-driven meaning you need the full fleshed-out story with dialogue, action descriptions, setting, etc., all written out to be given to the storyboard artist to start working. Board-driven is when the writers only create an outline showing the overall story beats and act breakdowns, and then the storyboard artists take that and create the dialogue, setting, in action to bring the outline to life. Now, once you get to pre-production design, you'll notice that the designs for feature tend to be more detailed and expressive. A lot of what people refer to as viz dev or visual development is what tends to fall into the feature category. So a lot of those pieces are focusing on the storytelling element of the world. And a portfolio of viz dev work could include props, backgrounds, and environments, in TV, you tend to see more simplified graphic style drawings, and TV portfolios are also looking at the storytelling aspect, but the technical side of it plays a big part too. So if you're a character designer, then knowing how to do a model sheet and doing a proper character turn in space is very important. 
Also, knowing how to work in that simplified style so you're still including the important aspects of the character or design, but doing it in a way that will fit the budget and timeline. Now, there's also a lot of technical skill that goes into feature as well, but in TV, it's more common to see people focus in one area versus trying out multiple departments. So VizDev artists are skilled in a lot of areas, from characters to environments and everything in between. And if you're in TV and are great at only props or only characters, then you can make a career off of that one area. A TV animation studio wouldn't expect you to be the BG designer as well as the character designer for the show. Another difference in the process of TV versus feature is that features will also have separate production teams for each department. While on TV, it's not uncommon for one production team to oversee all of the departments together. So for example, in feature, there could be a production team for the animation department, a texture and surfacing department, lighting department, etc. In TV, you might have PCs and PAs who focus on one department like design, and then they alternate episodes and another PC could handle the storyboards for all of the episodes. Or it could be that the PC and PA team will still alternate episodes, but now they'll track the progress and deliverables for all of the phases associated with that episode. So it can include storyboards, design, shipments, etc. But that covers our first two breakdown questions of what is feature in TV animation and also what are the main differences? In our next episode, we'll talk more about what the similarities are and how we can move forward and apply that knowledge when going on a job search. And this wraps up part one of this episode. And in part two, we'll continue answering our question of what are the differences and similarities between feature and TV animation? If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and subscribe to keep up with new uploads. You can follow me on social media at no underscore hiatus underscore or at our website, www.nohiatus.org. If you have a question you'd like to hear answer on the show, feel free to email it to theanimatedquestion at gmail.com or send me a message on one of our social media pages. I love talking with you guys and it's great when you share any insights or questions or thoughts you have about the show. So please feel free to reach out at any time. I'll see you in the next episode for part two. And until next time, thank you for tuning into The Animated Question. I'm Tierra Little, and stay curious, friends. 